0: Our scripture lesson this morning is from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Jesus, in this story, has been led up into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And he passes those tests. And it says the Bible left him, the, the, the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to, to him. And as our story begins, it says, Now, when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been arrested, he withdrew from Galilee and leaving Nazareth, he went and he dwelt in Capernaum by the sea. And that was in the territory of Zebulun, where the prophet Isaiah said, Scripture might be fulfilled. And from the time that Jesus began to preach, he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew his brother. And they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. And they were in the boat with Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them, and he said, Immediately, and immediately they abandoned the boat and their father, and they followed him. And he went about all Galilee, teaching in all the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every infirmity among the people. This ends the reading of Scripture. Well, dear friends, in Christ's grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord, from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This story of the calling of of the disciples has a couple of very familiar uh, substories within it. One is, follow me, you fishermen, and I will make you fishers of men. And the other is, the brothers, two sets of brothers, who leave their family business and immediately go to follow Jesus. And I think what the Bible's trying to tell us in these stories is this. That Jesus came to rescue us, I think, from The everydayness of life. You know, I think if you were to ask me, and I think we were to ask most people, what do I really want in life? I do not say eternal glory. I don't even say riches. I don't say power. I just have a little more than I have. I think one of the common estimates of those of us who are at least normal people is we'd like to have what we have, but maybe just a little bit more. And one of the things Jesus does when he announces the kingdom of God is he says, we aren't just building that's the word I want, just building incrementally on what we have now. What God has come to do is to turn everything upside down so that the last will be first, so that the person who joined yesterday is the same as the person who's been there from the beginning that we can use whatever skills we have, not just to enrich ourselves, but what we can do is we can use the skills God has given us to build an entirely new kingdom, a kingdom where people are treated decently, where justice and fairness prevails, where kindness prevails, where hunger and thirst are eliminated. God is talking about building a new world, not just making the one we've got a little bit better. So when John, when Jesus calls his disciples or fishermen, he says, look, I'm not just going to help you catch an extra carp. What I want you to do is become fishers of men. I want you to join me. I want you to join God in the process of building an entirely new kingdom, a kingdom of justice and joy and peace and love. Well, this is something that most of us really probably aren't going to do. To be honest, most of us don't want to give up everything we have in order to create a better world. Some people do. We call them saints and we revere them. But most of us aren't quite ready to do that. Nevertheless, I think what the message of Jesus to us is, is that we don't have to be stuck where we are. We don't have to be stuck in prejudice and fear and anger. We don't have to be stuck in all the things that keep us from helping build God's kingdom because God has found favor with us He says, Repent your sins and come follow me, and I will create a world that you can't even believe, not just out there, but in here. And so, as we begin this church year, as we begin this annual calendar year, we do so in the prayer and in the promise that God will use us to help build a better, revolutionary, really, world in which justice prevails and peace prevails, love prevails and kindness prevails. And that is the good news. Thanks be to God. Now let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do ask you this morning that we can be transformed by your love to become fishers of men, to become people who really help build your kingdom and who aren't bound so much by yesterday's fears. We lift our prayers this morning, Lord, as we always do, for the hungry and for the homeless and for the victims of wars and of natural disasters. We're thinking these weeks of people, uh, California in particular who are, and in the south who are being hit by tornadoes. Lord, we pray for all those who help, for our police officers, our firefighters, our utility workers, our teachers, all the medical personnel. We pray, Lord, for all those who give up their lives to make the rest of our lives work and be be peaceful. Lord, we pray for our president, for our governor, for all the men and women in our armed forces. And we pray for one another as we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debtors as we forgive, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you. Give each of you God's peace. Thank you for watching us. We hope you have a blessed week.